0: Hi friend, welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show where we're obsessed with helping you make some dough in the restaurant business. My name is Hangum and um, my husband and I own a couple of restaurants in the San Antonio area. And if this is your first time, be sure to subscribe to the show so you do not miss any future shows. And today is an exciting one. We're talking about customer service. We're going to talk about five ways to improve your customer service. Now, you may have a great team in place, Fantastic. You may have great customer service in place, but you know that there are always areas that we can improve when it comes to customer service. This is a very important aspect of the restaurant that we are in, serving people. That's why people tip. This whole thing is based on people feeling served. Uh, by that I mean our customers feeling served and that's why they tip and that's why they come to us right because they want food they wanted to taste very good and again they want to be served and so today we're going to talk about five ways that we can improve our customer service so The first tip I have for you is that, you know, when you think about your team and like, okay, how am I going to improve our customer service? It has got to start from within-ish. I don't know if it makes sense. We need to start from, it. it is an attitude of the heart. It's a a mindset issue that our people have, and they need to know why they're here. They're here to serve people. That's why they're called servers, but that's besides the point. You already know that. So we need to cultivate a seek first to understand then to be understood mentality. I feel a lot of times when it comes to our service, customers come in with issues and whatever, and our servers get a little bit defensive just because again, a customer is upset with something. And I'd like you to think about how can you cultivate a mental- this mentality in your servers to You can ask your servers, Hey, Susan, why do you think this customer is so upset? How much was the bill? Oh, it's like $50 was the bill. How much did they tip you this much? So how do you think they're feeling that for example, if you know, that's two to three hours of their life of work. You know, I think a lot of times we forget people work for their money. They come to our restaurant, we give them food and that food is going to go end up in the toilet in a few hours. They're trading a few, don't tell people that, but that is the truth, right? A few hours of their life, especially if they're getting paid hourly, right? They're trading that to come to our restaurant for us to serve them. And then that food is going to end up in the toilet a few hours later. As you know, we're all humans. So. This, this middle, what our role is, is incredibly important. It is beyond just the food that's going to end up in the toilet is the experience they're going to have and the feeling we're able to, um, you know, instill in the customer for them again, to feel loved and cared for and served. And that's why they pay for that experience. Right. And they have some expectations coming in. And I feel like we, as our servers, sometimes they get defensive because the customer was rude. And again, and I'm not trying to endorse a customer being rude. You already know that, but the customer is paying us I first would like our people to shift their mindset because when they shift their mindset to seek to understand why is the customer upset? What is the gap in here? Where was the, what did they not understand about the whole thing? And, you know, again, we were not able to meet their expectation. There was a gap in here between what they expected and what we delivered. And that changes the way our people handle different customer concern issues when they're brought up. But when they show an attitude and a personality and blah, 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 then it's not going to be well-received because it affects the way they speak. They affects their body language, as you know. So the first step in in uh, improving our customer service is having this culture, a little bit of asking our people, think about how is the customer feeling and how can we understand and show some sympathy and empathy to begin with. Always lead with that Always lead with gratitude as well. Next thing is we need to set clear and precise standards and expectations. I do have another video for this and that's called 10 restaurant customer service standards. We did that last week. I'm going to have the link down below for you to check that out. There needs to be clear expectations and standards. Now people have presumed standards when they come to, for example, a burger joint, a local burger joint, they're not expecting the ticket time to be like McDonald's because they were already, their POS system, as you know, is incredibly smart and lets their people know when to drop the next patties or how many patties per hour and blah, blah, blah. So before you even walk in, the patty was maybe cooked or made and right, or the fries were made. And a lot of times in local places, we um, drop the food when the order comes in. And I understand that, but customers already have this pre, what is that word? I mean, like they come in with a set of expectations. We need to make sure that expectation matches yours. We have sometimes people coming in and they're like, oh. You know, I wanted uh, Arugula and this and that. And like, we're not a fancy, for example, we own pizzerias. We're not a fancy pizzeria. We're a fast, casual pizzeria. And sometimes a customer doesn't expect that and it doesn't meet their expectation or whatever it is. And that's why it's incredibly important when an issue is brought up, when an issue of a customer um, concern is brought up or a complaint is brought up, you know that did we, our team, meet the expectation or we didn't. A customer is going to say it took so long and your staff sucks. You know, I may get a message about that. And so I'm able to ask our people, this was a case for a dine-in. Can you tell me how long it took for the customer to receive their food, right? And the server tells me, oh, this ticket, according to the POS, took 12 minutes. I know that's within our standard of dine-in, right? So I am, and I'm still going to, try to apologize to the customer and make it right. And, you know, we appreciate your feedback and stuff, but that's why it's so important to know your standards. So, you know, are we screwing something up or not? So when, when a customer gets an incorrect order, hypothetically, they did not want black olives and they got black olives. Oh my gosh. And people get very offended over that. And I try to identify the problem with our people and I, we go over that having QC, and quality control checkpoints in place to reduce mistakes. And so I see that one of our server, we did not repeat back the order hypothetically, so I can tell our server, I understand the customer is making a huge deal about a little bit of black olives. However, do you see that you're in violation of a quality control checkpoint we have in place? You did not repeat back the order to the customer. And that's why we're in this boat for them to understand it is our fault. Do you know what I'm saying? That's why it's so important for us to have clarity when it comes to who's who's, and we need to have standards in place, um, for all of that. Be sure to check out that show. I'm going to have it linked down below for you, uh, as well. The next thing is communicating your expectation to your staff very clearly. This is part of the standards and expectations because. Your team has their own expectations in their head. And that's why people argue over things because I thought something, you thought something because we failed to communicate the expectations as the management team and a restaurant, it is our responsibility to make sure our people know what the standards are. So if the kitchen is in violation of our wait time, ticket time, the server knows it's been 35 minutes, it's a dine-in, hypothetically on a Wednesday, and it makes no sense, why is the kitchen being so late because maybe the ticket was lost? That never happens. <sighs> that never happens. So the server knows we are in violation of our QC because the server knows our expectations because they were communicated and they're able to come up with a game plan, approaching the kitchen to figure out where the food is and be like, Hey, let's give me some order of breadsticks real quick so I can go to the table because they know our expectations. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense there. We need to define the expectations on how your team can manage different problems. Okay. This is a big one. So Different kinds of problems, if it was, for example, a preference of a customer, something is not too hot, something is too hot, the wing sauce... Though I ordered it spicy, it is too spicy, or it's not spicy enough, and I want it remade. Do you have expectations and or protocols in place for your team to handle specific problems? One of the things you can do when it comes to this is get your servers to write down five different cases and problems that they have dealt with, crazy ones or whatever. You have five servers, you're going to get five times five, that's 25 different scenarios. That's going to give you homework to come up with protocols for. You need to have protocols and a well-defined action plan for each one of them. So we provide management at the top and the headquarter level as the owner, you provide the standards. You need to lead your team, how to react and do things instead of going back. If you have to yell at your people too many times, it's because you have failed and. Setting guidelines and expectations. And yes, I know that's really hard to hear, but what do you want me to tell you, friend, it is uh, it is where we're at. We need to conduct frequent meetings with the team to present these ideas and strategies to make sure you're all in the same place. So in the same page. So for example, how do we handle a scenario like this? How do we handle a scenario like that? You, I mean, unless you have a well-equipped team. The other thing is you need to have videos that you've recorded of different scenarios and how you'd like the team to handle these have like a five-step action plan, you know, these, these stuff, you know, that and, and we need to have them in place, right? Hopefully you have them in place, right? Last but not least, you need to be documenting your restaurants, customer service guidelines and policies. So a lot of times we have all these policies that are spoken, but they're not, they're not written. They're not official. If they're not written friend, you know what I'm saying? So you need to make sure that what's the protocol in place. If a team member is rude. To a customer it, for us it's termination because we just won't handle a team member being rude to a customer, no matter what, if a customer is rude, thou shall be silent that if you need to call the police, we call the police, but there's no point for, there's no reason, a uh, justified reason for a team member to use a cuss word and, or be rude to a customer That is a team member doing that, that is our company policy. You have your own, you need to make sure it's written and you need to make sure it's communicated to the team. Next, we need to react, evaluate and update and clarify the customer service policies we have whenever applicable, because things may change and I'm not telling you to be rigid. Now it could be that, okay, I'm not going to go into the uh, kind of a weird case that it may justify a particular action that a server took. So we want to study that. We want to update it. We need to, I'm not saying necessarily to be too rigid. Okay. We're all humans and you need to be gracious. I understand. I never emphasize this enough because it's never enough. We have got, we are in a training. We're a training company. We need to be training and training and more training all the time, training our people and train in a manner that makes your standards possible. So it's, training is not mindless. Training needs to be documented. Training needs to be quizzed to make sure the effectiveness of the training that we are providing. Okay. So this is not just training for just good times, if you know what I mean. So The training is going to be to enforce the standards, to equip people, to meet our standards. So the kitchen gets training to make sure they're meeting our ticket times. We have to equip them with techniques to be fast in the kitchen, for example. Right? So we are a training company, particularly in the restaurant business, because we lose people left and right, and we gain people left and right. That means that we're always training. So you need to have standards and protocols for that as well. Uh, we need to be training on a macro and a micro level. That's why it's old and new. You do not want to have people in your company that have been here for six months, a year, five years that you have not, they're they're stale. They have forgotten a bunch of the stuff. Training needs to be on a macro level and a micro level. Macro is when somebody gets hired, you're going to have an onboarding and training system process for that. That's a macro level. Micro level is that, Oh, this person, Susan wants to become a manager, front of the house manager, one of the trainings or wants to become a shift leader, something like that. So what are going to be some of the trainings that I can provide them this week, next week and blah, 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 to get them there, right? Those are micro trainings that you create for different team members based on where they're at, what their ambitions, is so that is affairs with the training. So as I mentioned with the macro and the micro training friend, and you need to have ongoing role plays. I mean, if you want people to improve, um, some of our servers work five hours a week or 10 hours a week. If you think that they're going to master all the stuff that you do just on a 10 hour a week. You know, you need to have ongoing role plays. I don't care how long a person has been in this company. We need to have ongoing role plays. Multi-billion dollar companies, sales companies, that's what they do because that's one some of the best practices. So we need to do that as well. I don't care if you have a one location uh, or whatever, or 10, it doesn't matter. You know, if you're a local mom and pop, it doesn't really matter. We need to be training people all the time. And, uh, communication and enforcement of customer service standards. You already know that. Okay. So this is just a quick thing to let you know that if you are equally obsessed as much as I am, uh, when it comes to growing our restaurant sales, Please visit our website www.makingdoshow.com and download a free guide for uh, I have here for you as well we have a lot of free resources once you uh, you know join the our like subscribe for the thing you're going to receive a lot more resources than this but this is again to give you 52 ideas if you're thinking every week what am I going to do one thing to grow our sales this week is to take that question and give you an answer something to work on every single week be sure to go and download that free resource on our website and I will have the link down below for you as well Implement it and make some dough next is going to be building report with your customers we need to train our people to build report because it enhances the experience one of the things that we talk about when it comes to training our people is we want to give the grandma's living room feeling and we ask our people to actually explain how they feel in their grandma's living room and a lot of times they are able to give you some of the keywords and you're writing those things down as they're describing how they feel in grandma's living room and we also ask them okay so let's talk about it how can you create that feeling in our restaurant with the way you serve our customers We go in depth when it comes to training our people, because grandma's living room is one of our core values when it comes to our customer service. And again, build and report is because customers will be gracious in case of any problems, I go over this in very depth and a lot of depth in the, um, 10 customer service standards. That is a very thorough training I have for you the the standards you need to have, one of them is how to build report and form. And basically the idea is that your servers must get masterful at asking customers questions. You're going to hear this when I tell our servers, go to the table and try to, you know, connect with our customers. They don't know what to say. That's fair because we at the top need to equip our people. Again, I'm repeating myself, but we need to equip our people. How do even talk to customers? We have to have, we have a training on how to smile. Did you know that? Because it has come to that front. So I, it is what it is. People don't know how to smile. People don't know how to talk to people. It is where we are at in life right now. And, um, that's what it is. So building report is knowing what kind of questions to ask our customers to bill report and for the customer to feel connected to our server to our restaurants things such as family asking about that family you know for example if they have kids so what do they do for fun you know where's which school do they they go to what's their favorite pizza and blah, blah blah things like that do they like frozen you know if it's a little girl you know that occupation is especially very uh relevant when you have lunch and our uh, first restaurant is in a location where we have an industrial park near us, uh, like in a one mile radius. There's a lot of people work there and that is our lunch crowd. So it's really comfortable. A lot of them are wearing uniforms. You can ask them, Hey, you know, what do you do? Oh, it seems like you're a plumber. You know, what do you like about plumbing or what are you working on right now? How long have you been a plumber? You know, what projects are you guys working on? Things like that. So if, even if a team member has 30 seconds to interact with a customer on the register in a fast casual setting. I want our servers to ask questions that will get the customer to talk. I don't want our servers to talk. I want the customers to talk because when the customer talks, they will like us more because people like to talk about themselves. They don't want to listen. (laughs) You know, we're all like that. You know that already, right? Okay. Next, last but not least, we need to be masterful when it comes to improving our customer service is masterful at handling customer concerns. And you need to have a level one, level two, level three. So let's talk about it. You may have protocols in place for when it comes to handling your customer service, but do you have a level one, level two, level three? So let's talk about that. Level one is at a level that a server can identify. Again, they need to be equipped how to handle this. A customer is unhappy and it says, I want to talk to your manager. Fantastic ma 'am. It seems like it, was there any issues with your order, I simply would like to understand what happened, and i 'll be happy to get my manager real quick for you, but ma 'am please ask you know what was the problem? So when the customer is communicating what their problem was, it took so long and da da, da, da whatever thing it is, you need to have a way for the server to handle that scenario right there instead of okay bye let me go get my manager you know what i'm saying so they need to gather intel as to what happened why it happened and get the customer to unload a little bit of the pain that they're feeling at that moment so that is your like leveled one at a level one we want even the servers to identify problems even before they become a problem like a ticket time is too taken too long as i mentioned or something like that or they wanted jalapeno on their pizza and there's too much jalapeno for god's sakes there is such a thing you know, you know what I'm saying? So for the server to handle some of those issues, that is a level one. Level two is it when it comes, goes to the manager. Manager needs to be able to handle customer concerns and you need to have trainings for those you need to equip. So one manager, if you have. One manager handling customer concerns a certain way. And the other manager, another way. And this, we have chaos. We need to be consistent, multi-billion dollar restaurants like McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, they have protocols and standards for things. We need to get on that, um, wagon. So level two is managers, how they handle different customer concerns at the restaurant level three is when it comes to me as the owner. Okay. I have protocols as to how I handle different things because maybe the rudeness came from our manager. Now it rarely ever comes to me as the owner, but sometimes people want to talk to the owner. Why is that? Because we put our face, my husband and I, we put our face on a lot of our marketing that we put out, whether it's videos or commercials and different things we do on our social media, I respond to a lot of the comments and messages that is left on our social media myself. And I sign with my name. So the customers know that the owner responded. So this way. I'm able to build direct connection with our customers. I can't be at the mercy of our people because they may be part of our team today and tomorrow they may not be part of our team for whatever reason. Maybe they got married. Maybe they are going to have a baby. Maybe they're going to live in Hawaii. We don't know, correct? So I want our customers to know that maybe there was a miss, um, a problem or a mistake with their issue when it comes to a server who did not do well and or a manager who did not handle the situation well. I still want them to know they can come to me as the owner because I don't want to lose our customers and our reputation matters to me a lot. We are a local business. We can't afford to not manage our reputation. So. The question I have for you is, do you have customer concern protocols for level one, level two, level three, if you are looking for ways to improve your customer service in your restaurant, I really hope that I gave you some ideas as to how you can improve different little aspects. And you need to be masterful at it because there are always, even for us, everybody, Even Chick-fil-A and McDonald's. There are room for growth when it comes to improving different aspects of our customer service. And that was my goal with this show. Let me know how you liked it. Let me know what was insightful for you. Let me know what are you going to do? What are you going to implement in your restaurant? If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to comment below and let me know. Subscribe to this show. If you're on the podcast platform tuning in, I'd appreciate it greatly if you made the time to leave us a review and as well, be sure to share this video. If you think somebody else will find it helpful with your team, uh, with your management team and, or again, maybe a local Facebook, uh, not a local Facebook group with restaurant owners or a LinkedIn group or something like that, I would appreciate it greatly as well. Now with that, it is time to get back to work and make some dough. Thank you. Bye-bye.